How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. The Leslie Marshall Show, a true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Good afternoon and welcome to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi in for Leslie Marshall, joined by good friend of the show, Brad Bannon, who runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Two of us are going to be with you for the next hour. And uh, in case you are not familiar with Brad, which if you listen to this show, you probably are. But in case you're just tuning in for the first time today, Brad is also a senior advisor to and contributing editor for the website Tiller4U.com. That's T-I-L-L-E-R, the number 4-Y-O-U.com. It's the social media network for politics. He lectures in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. And you could follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon. Check out his website, BannonCR.com. Brad, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Good, good. So I want to get right into things today because we've got a lot to cover, as we usually do when, uh, when you're on. I have so much uh, to talk about. I want to talk to you about the Clinton Foundation and... The, what the media seems to have been focusing on regarding the Clinton Foundation with the release of about uh, just under 15,000 uh, emails by Hillary Clinton uh, when she was with the State Department the other day. And we've heard, you know, the criticisms. I want to dig a little deeper and find out if the criticisms are really um, fair, number one. And number two, uh, what the damage to this foundation could actually mean for the almost 10 millions of lives uh, lives that it has helped to save through work that they do. So uh, if you bear with me, Brad, I'm going to read a piece that I found very um, on point and then get your take uh, if that works for you. All right, um, so if those of you uh, at home would like to follow along or want to read this later, it's by, uh, the name of the piece is called What the Media Doesn't Know About the Clinton Foundation Could Sink the Titanic. It's by Frank Vian Walton, and uh, he's a writer at dailycoes.com. Uh, so this is the piece. Sometimes it's just plain embarrassing. Sorry, I mean stupefying how much the media does not know about what they're talking about. I mean, they're supposed to know. They're supposed to have a clue. But there are times when they really do not. One of those times was just the other day as CNN's Dana Bash attempted to grill Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook on the announcement that if Hillary Clinton wins the presidency, that the foundation will reject all foreign donations and also that Bill Clinton will not make any foreign speeches during a Hillary Clinton administration. Her initial 
question betrays just how much she doesn't know. Bash says, quote, if it's not okay for the foundation to accept foreign donations while she's president, why was it okay while she was secretary of state? End quote. First of all, Hillary Clinton was not a participant in the Clinton Foundation while she was Secretary of State, number one. Number two, in fact, she had no role in the foundation at all until 2013, which was after she left the State Department, but before she announced her run for presidency. While she was Secretary of State, the foundation made an agreement with the government to not accept any foreign government donations from any countries that had not previously given so that's important to note because anybody who had a project going on before she became Secretary of State and was funding that project was still allowed to do so. But there were no new donations with foreign governments allowed from any countries that had not previously given while she was Secretary of State. So Bash was incorrect because it was not okay then and it's not okay now. That's number one. Also, it's important to point out, as Robbie Mook does, that the Clinton Foundation has literally saved the lives of tens of millions with their work. Quote, and this is from, from Mook, the number and figures that often go unreported put the life-changing work of the Clinton Foundation in a context that matters. Today, for example, almost 10 million people in more than 70 countries have access to life-saving medicines through the Clinton Health Access Initiative. In the U.S., 17 million children in more than 29,000 schools now have healthier food and more physical activity options. And through the Clinton Global Initiative, partners have made nearly 3,200 commitments to action that, improved, that have improved the lives of over 430 million people in more than 180 countries. Just let that sink in for a minute. Because of its commitment to put resources to work, the impact of the Clinton Foundation extends far beyond life-saving HIV treatments, which they're very well known for. In Ethiopia alone, where Mook, uh, Mook says I, he lived for three years and started the foundation's uh, country program, the Clinton Health Access Initiative has worked to prevent mother-to-child transmission, to prevent new HIV infections, and offer treatment for children. Today in Ethiopia, the Clinton Foundation staff continue to work closely with the Ministry of Health on initiatives including a maternal and child health program to reduce mortality at birth and the vaccines program that prevents more than 50,000 deaths among children each year in partnering countries. So that's what, what uh, the Clinton campaign manager, Robbie Mook, uh, brought up. Even as the far-right website Newsmax reported, 89% of the money the foundation takes in goes directly to the work that they're doing. The independent philanthropy watchdog Charity Watch analyzed foundation funding and concluded that same number, about 89%, went to charity, higher than the 75% considered the industry standard. It's also a fact that the Clintons, as shown by their tax returns, a novel idea, and financial disclosure statements, do not take a salary from the foundation. In fact, they give millions of their own money into the Clinton Family Foundation, which is a different charity. So when people say they've used the foundation to, quote, get rich, they totally have not. Mr. Mook mentioned some of this to Dana Bash, but he doesn't elaborate because Bash should already know this, but quite obviously she does not. He does point out that while George W. Bush was president, members of his family were a part of several foreign boards, specifically his father, former President George H.W. Bush, who was a member of the Carlyle Group, which had Saudi investors, including members of the Bin Laden family. Also, while Senator Bob Dole was running for president in 1996, his wife Elizabeth Dole was collecting a $200,000 a year uh, salary as the head of the American Red Cross. 
So what Bill Clinton is offering to do, which is stepping down from his own charity organization and essentially killing his own personal revenue stream, is actually going far, far above and beyond what anyone has ever expected to do in the past. It is true. Now, regarding the claims that you've been hearing the last few days, it is true that Saudi Arabia gave $10 million to the foundation largely to help fund the Clinton Library, which, coincidentally enough, they also gave a similar amount to support the George W. Bush Presidential Library. But they stopped giving anything while Clinton was Secretary of State. The Clinton Foundation also lists its donors, which actually goes above and beyond legal requirements because charities do not have to do that. But it does not specify exactly when they gave in most cases. So many of the claims that they accepted foreign donations between 2008 and 2012 are not very well confirmed as noted by PolitiFact. But again, there were no Saudi donations while Clinton was Secretary of State. Another example you're hearing in the media of this erroneous idea uh, is this erroneous idea that the Clinton Foundation took payoffs from foreign governments, includes, which includes the Russian uranium deal. First, the State Department did approve of Russia's gradual takeover of a company with significant U.S. uranium assets, but it did not act unilaterally. The State Department was one of nine government agencies, not to mention independent federal and state nuclear regulators that had to sign off on the deal. Second, while nine people related to the company did donate to the Clinton Foundation, it's unclear whether they were still involved in the company by the time of the Russian deal and stood to benefit from it. Third, most of their Clinton Foundation donations occurred before and during Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential bid, before she could have known she would become Secretary of State. And by the way, while Clinton was supposedly slipping the Russians a uranium pick-me-up, she also negotiated a new Star II treaty, which limits Russia's and our nuclear arsenals. So there's also that. So, in fact, the charge that the foundation accepted, quote, millions from foreign countries while she was Secretary of State, as Donald Trump has said, is largely bunk. She wasn't part of the foundation at that time, and they had an agreement not to take funds while she was, except from those who had already given and had projects in place. Many of these donations occurred either before or after she was Secretary of State. So the argument that the State Department, uh, also the argument, the third one that you're hearing now, that the State Department aided a Lebanese billionaire who had been a foundation donor is similarly, similarly bunked since the meeting he was asking for never happened. Ambassador Feltman told CNN Wednesday that he never met with um, Chigauri, which is his name. Quote, I have never met nor spoken with Mr. Chigauri. I was not aware of the proposal that he speak to me until this email exchange was released. But in any case, we never spoke, he said. So when it comes to the former Clinton staffer who had volunteered for the foundation and was seeking a job at state, that's number four, he wasn't promised anything. All they said was that they were already aware of him. So it wasn't the case that Cheryl Mills or Huma Abedin did anything for him that was our that was already occurring and that he wasn't getting any treatment he wouldn't have received otherwise. Also, Mills volunteering on her own time to help people at the foundation hire a new person to run things isn't against any ethics rules. It's her actually giving her own time and using her own money to pay for the travel. What the Clintons have promised to do if Hillary becomes president goes far above even their previous agreement by not only blocking all foreign donations but also any paid speeches by Bill Clinton in foreign countries. Hillary ended her public speeches before she began her presidential run, and as a result, their income declined from $29 million in 2014 to $10 million in 2015, which, again, we can see in their tax returns, half of that in 2015, 
was solely from Bill Clinton's public speeches, and the other half is from consulting services in their book royalties, which means that by making this new agreement since her run for president, they've agreed to sacrifice about $24 million per year, or to put it in perspective, about 83% of their annual income. So while Trump is screaming that the Clinton Foundation should be shut down and that a special prosecutor should be chosen to investigate, quote, their corruption, he's again spreading lies and conspiratorial BS once you look at the facts. But this time, this BS could literally put the lives and health of millions of people at risk while he plans to keep making money from 551 international businesses and have his, quote, kids run them which is just nuts. The media should be calling him out for that. They should be loudly bellowing that he needs to put his businesses in a double-blind trust to avoid similar, quote, conflicts of interest. But, of course, they don't. And it's not because they're biased. It's because they, they, they're tragically clueless still. Brad, I've got to ask you, and, and I, I hesitated to read the whole piece, but I thought it did such a good job of assessing each piece of the attacks that we've heard the last few days and it also cites all the sources so obviously there's people who don't dig as deep as this and they just see headlines and that's something that a campaign manager has to account for but the facts also matter so i want to get your your take on this as 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 far back as you want to pull or as deep in as you want to go how do you see all this brad well first of all i don't think i've heard anybody else say about this campaign that the facts matter um so uh, Good point. I just wanted to comment on that because you really hear that. Uh, this is basically, I can understand why the Republicans are so upset about this. Because essentially what the Clinton Foundation does is it takes millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars from very rich people and gives it to very poor people. And, I mean, that smacks of socialism to me. Uh, so I can understand why Donald Trump is so, uh, you know, and Republicans hate it so much, because Republicans believe in the opposite, that you take a lot of money from very poor people and give it to very rich people. Uh, a good example of that in the new batch of emails that was released, uh, there was um, an email concerning a member of the Bahrain uh, royal family uh, and uh, who uh, contributed to the Clinton Foundation. And apparently this man, uh, over the last few years, has contributed $23 million to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and do you know what nefarious purpose that Clinton camp, uh, Foundation has used this money? Hmm, let's, let's, it's got to be something just terrible, Brad. It is. It, it's horrible. They've get, used that $23 million to provide educational scholarships to kids all over the world. Wow, that is just, oh my God, I can only imagine what Donald Trump would have done with that money, which would have been so much better, I'm sure, for everyone in the world. I mean, this is completely ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's not like they're taking all this money and, and stuffing it under their mattress or anything. Uh, they're using it for the things that you just discussed from that article. They're using it to provide, uh, you know, uh, scholarships uh, for children who otherwise go to school across the world. And so, you know, why are we so upset about this? I just don't get it. Uh, and again, uh, I think Republicans think it smacks of socialism uh, because they're taking money from very rich people and giving it to very poor people instead of the other way around, which is the Republican method. 
Brad, when we come back from the break, I want to ask you about the steps that Bill Clinton vowed to take this week. And I want to get your opinion on the perception that it creates, whether it was necessary, and if you think it'll be effective or not. So we're going to get Brad's take on that when we get back from this commercial break. If you'd like to talk about this uh, topic, anything we're discussing here, you can join us, as always, at 888-6LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall, and we will be right back after this quick commercial break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888-6LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Before we went to break, I was starting to ask Brad Bannon a question, which I'll ask you again here, Brad. So Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton, announced that if uh, Hillary Clinton is elected president, he would step down from the board of the foundation, the Clinton Foundation, and that the foundation would then only accept contributions from U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and U.S.-based independent foundations. So what do you think of this announcement overall? Well, my first reaction is, we, you know, what are those kids uh, who are depending on the Clinton Foundation to go to school going to uh, get the money uh, because the uh, nice man from the uh, royal family of Bahrain uh, can't contribute to the foundation anymore? Uh, That's a know, very I, good point, Brad, actually. You, uh, I know you had mentioned that before the break, but a lot of the money, you know, people think, of, oh, scary foreign donations. But if it's properly vetted and you see where the money is going because the Clintons are releasing all of their donors, then it's, it's frustrating. I mean, look at the damage it could do. Well, yeah, and I think part of the problem here, and I felt this all along, that uh, Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign have done a very poor job of talking about this. I mean, all you ever hear is the Clinton Foundation, you know, bad things about the Clinton Foundation, and no one ever talks about, you know, the, the important role uh, that the Clinton Foundation plays in reducing poverty, uh, increasing educational uh, uh, achievement, uh, helping people hit by uh, weather disasters. And I think the Clinton campaign should have done a better job explaining all this, uh, because I think very few people know it. And I guess my other reaction was, if we're going to stop taking uh, this money, the Clinton Foundation is going to start taking this, stop taking this money uh, from, uh, you know, citizens, uh, foreign citizens, I I hope Donald Trump steps up to the plate and donates $23 million to, uh, for educational scholarships for poor children around the ro- world. Good point, Brad. Sorry we're coming up on a hard break here. We'll get right back to that point after this quick commercial break. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall, 8886 
Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Just a reminder that you can follow Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon. That's B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. And if you want to follow myself on Twitter, it's just at Mark J. Grimaldi. That's G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. Brad's website is BannonCR.com. That's B-A-N-N-O-N-C-R.com. And just a reminder that Brad Bannon runs Bannon Communications Research, which is a polling, message development, and media firm, which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's also the senior advisor to and contributing editor for Tiller4U.com, which is the social media network for politics. That's T-I-L-L-E-R, the number four, Y-O-U.com. Brad also lectures in poli-sci at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts. Brad, I apologize. Apologize uh, as we were going to our hard break there. I know you were finishing what you were saying about uh, making up the deficit. It would be lovely if Donald Trump would would put in some money, but uh, as we saw before with his big fundraiser after he chickened out of the Republican debate and put on a fundraiser that was supposed to help veterans, uh, as our audience probably remembers and you do too. Until the Washington Post asked him about the money that he pledged to donate himself, it hadn't been donated, and then after making a big stink about it, he finally uh, did you know, donate some money, but it was nowhere near the amounts of money we're talking about that the Clinton Foundation has raised to uh, help people around the world. So on the flip side, not the flip side, but on the other um, portion of this, Brad, uh, as far as, um, I guess, affecting public perception, um, I agree with you that I think the, the Clinton campaign needs to keep talking more about what the foundation does. So number one, would it be a good or a bad move to maybe run some sort of an ad uh, about what the Clinton Foundation does. Uh, I know that might seem like, oh, some people might say, you know, it's a sore spot, you know, don't bring it up unless it's brought up. But other people might say, no, you know what? Okay, you want to talk about the good work that it does? Let's run an ad about it. Let's do something about it. Or do you just let your uh, people who are advocates or, you know, campaign surrogates talk about that in the media when they're being interviewed? I mean, what do you think about all that? Well, uh, I think that uh, it's probably, uh, well, first of all, I don't think it's an issue that's terribly important uh, to voters, despite all the time we spend, you know, media spends talking about it. Uh, So I would argue against a TV ad, but uh, whenever that uh, the uh, Hillary Clinton is attacked because of the work of the foundation. I think the campaign has to do a better job, uh, you know, talking about exactly what they're doing with the money. Uh, I think, the, you know, pe- some people have the impression uh, that they're using the, Clint- the Hillary Clinton and Bill, I guess, are using the foundation to, uh, to basically, uh, as a scam, uh, to raise get raise money for themselves. Uh, but you read that uh, report earlier that 89% of the money they raise uh, is going into direct expenditures for education and health care or whatever. Uh, and uh, I think that the campaign has to do a better job uh, when they respond to these attacks uh, to uh, point out. It seems to me the problem with the Clinton campaign is when they've been attacked on this issue, they tend to uh, argue fine legal points, which no one cares about, uh, instead of saying, yeah, uh, let me tell you what we've been doing with the money. 
Brad, uh, you know, I think that's a good point. And the other thing is they can say, hey, the reason we're having this conversation, uh, you know, is because or one of the main reasons you can point to these figures and even find them is because we disclose the donors to our foundation, number one. And number two, you can see if we've made any money from it or not because we've released our tax returns and Hillary's released her tax returns for the last 30 years and Donald Trump still hasn't released his tax return. So I think that they could actually turn that argument right on its head if they play it that way. Um, you know, and I'm sure you probably agree with me on that. Before we go to the next point, and we're going to go to some callers in a minute, on the point that you brought up, Brad, about what the organization does, I want to play this brief clip from James Carville, of course, long time. Um, he worked with uh, Bill Clinton on his presidential campaign uh, back in the 90s, and he's a longtime Democratic strategist. This is what he had to say about his concerns about the damage that this could do to the Clinton Foundation's um, work for charity. With the Clinton Foundation, if, if as president, she says she's not gonna, they're not going to accept foreign donations, why was it okay for her as Secretary of State to have the foundation? Let, let me, first of all, let me see. The Clintons never took a nickel out of the foundation. In fact, they gave a million dollars. So let's stop. There was no, not, not a penny. The second thing is, I'm sorry, but the foundation, like, negotiated drug prices, reduced malaria drugs by 89%. I don't know how many people that they've been. It is under Charity Watch, a five-star rated charity. You can't get a higher rating for a charity. So the, the Clinton Foundation was, was A, taking no money for the Clintons, raising money from rich people, and giving it to poor people. And all of a sudden, the press has decided that we're going to go after this and shut it down. And you know what? You're probably going to be successful. And, and they're going to be, they're going to be people that are going to die because of this. And I, everything that I've never been associated with Bill Clinton with, the three things I am most proud of. First, he stopped the genocide in Bosnia. Second, the Human Genome Project, of which my kids and grandchildren will forever thank him for. And third is the Clinton Foundation. The number of wives that they have right, made. More, more than 9 million people have access to low-cost uh, HIV. I mean, I could go every, yeah, It's like one-third right. of it, it, it. I think it's like 10 million people have. So, Brad, we're going to go to uh, our caller now, Ishmael in uh, Virginia. Ishmael, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. And I know you wanted to talk about that very issue, about the work that the Clinton Foundation does. Go ahead. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark and Brad. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, hello to you. Well, I, Thank I know you. People, I know several people are very close to me that work in the Clinton Foundation, and you guys have no idea the type of work that he's done. Okay, I mean, there's no other organization that has 89% of the funds to go help people in Somalia, okay, in Eritrea. I mean, fighting muscular diseases, you know, fighting malaria. I mean, providing clean water, providing lighting. And and I think this is a missed opportunity for the Clinton campaign. They need to go out there, be in the front. And and just like you said, this is what we do. This is what the money does. And I bet you that will will definitely sway the, the, the election because most American people love charity. Most people uh, want to see the American doing good thing overseas and versus versus all these costs, people thinking the wars and everything else. So this is a really a missed opportunity by the campaign, and they need to do it now and they need to do it quick. I think, you know, Brad, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a better job of it because it, it's a strong issue to, to, to talk about, and it also gets to... Um, this not only negative perception about Hillary Clinton that some people have, it shows about what the, the work that her and her husband, her daughter, 
the foundation has done throughout the world, number one. And number two, then you contrast that with the type of person that Donald Trump is, the fact that, you know, if you he won't release his return so he can talk about how charitable he is, but we have we don't have proof of it, number one. And number two, there's all these contractors, you know, plumbers, uh, carpenters, uh, USA did it today did that very long story about all the different small business owners and workers that he's not paid at all or only paid pennies on the dollar to over the years and you contrast those two things i think it's a strong issue so do you think that the clinton campaign will start to to highlight this these issues i mean i know you don't have a crystal ball but what do you well think? yeah i i think you know it's interesting uh, you played that clip from uh, james carville and you know, I pay a lot of attention, sadly, uh, to all the, you know, cable TV shows and radio shows and everything to see who's saying what about who. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen or heard a Clinton surrogate make the argument that Carvel did about the good work of the foundation. And one thing that bothers me about the Clinton campaign is they tend to argue fine legal points uh, instead of the merits of the issue like Carvel just did. Uh, the other thing I think, and I, I hope Leslie's uh, listening today because she often makes these arguments, uh, Hillary Clinton has a target pack. Uh, you know, uh, painted on her back. Uh, even when she tries to do something which is very commendable, uh, like provide educational opportunities and health care to people around the world, she gets criticized for it. And, you know, sh she just is held to a different standard uh, than most uh, any other candidate. Uh, because even when she tries to, you know, do something good, uh, she gets, you know, beat up on. And, you know, Clinton, this has been happening to Hillary Clinton ever since she became First Lady in, uh, in 90, 1991, uh, 1993, excuse me. Uh, and I think one of the reasons that she's going to be the next president and Americans want her to be the next president is she takes a licking and keeps on ticking. She's been constantly criticized now for three decades, but she always comes back, uh, and she is very resilient and strong, and that's what Americans want in the commander-in-chief. Especially if you look at the current climate in Washington, D.C., and the unprecedented obstructionism by the Republican Party, you need a leader that is able to be battle-tested and fight back. So I think that's a good point by you, Brad. And Ishmael, before we let you go, if I recall correctly, when you had spoken uh, on the show previously, uh, I think you had uh, been in the military or the Peace Corps and been in Somalia, right? Yes, I and mean, I've been in the military for 16 years. I work as a translator, and I travel over the world a lot, and I have a lot of relatives that, that, that spend a lot of time in Africa. And, 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 and what, what the Clinton funded, they just need to open the books and show what they're doing. Believe me, I mean, it's very popular overseas. It's very popular. It's very well organized and very well established. Well, I and, think and one one point is, I, they, the thing is, they have opened the books, like they said. The problem is, I think, now the, the surrogates for the campaign need to talk about the data that's there. Because yeah. you can actually go online and look at it, like the article okay. I had read earlier showed. They actually release who their donors are, which is not required, number one, because it's a charitable mm -hmm. organization. But they already mm -hmm. have. And number two, they've released 
the last 30 years of Hillary's tax returns, so you can see yep. that they haven't made any money, no salaries from this. So I don't even think it's an issue of opening their books. I think it's just an issue of doing what we're doing and talking about the great work that they do. But I, I totally uh, hear your sure. point. Absolutely. The other thing that, that is also that, that I'm constantly hearing some of the conservative media is that when she left the State Department, she worked for the Clinton Foundation. Is that accurate? Um, in 2013, she start the the foreign governments had started being able to donate because she was no longer Secretary of State. From 2008 to 2012, no new foreign donations, unless they already had a project going on, were allowed to make donations. I don't know if she specifically worked for the foundation after she was okay. Secretary of State. I'm honestly not sure. I'd have to look it up. We can find that out and then uh, during our break and come back and, and uh, announce that on air. We'll see. We'll let you know what we find. If that uh, if that works for you, sir, absolutely. Thank you so much. And and I think all we need to do just run ads, just simple ads showing the generosity of the foundation. And believe me, it will work. And thank you guys so much. Taking Appreciate my call. it. Appreciate it. We're going to take one more call before break. We go to good friend uh, Reggie in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, Reggie, thanks for joining us. Uh, have uh, happy Tuesday, as I know you like to say it. It's take your uh, wind out of your sails there. Just teasing you, and uh, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I just I would just like to know that. Why is it that you have all these radical right-wing conservative Republican radio and TV talk shows, like the such as those on Fox, who always want to bring up all the negative things about either the Clinton Foundation or the Clinton or the Obamas themselves or the Democrats in general? And yet, when you when we, if we turn it around and do the exact same thing to them to bring, and bring up their past and the Bush Foundation, they go back, they go ape and bat nuts, and nobody seems to want to fact check or correct them about the Clinton Foundation. I mean, are they afraid of these people? I mean, are these people like the current modern present-day media mafia or something like that? Brad, what do you think about the que- the point that Reggie brings up here? Well, I think that people's and beating up, there is a minority of Americans who hate the Clintons. Uh, they always have been. Uh, but despite that, uh, Bill Clinton uh, won two presidential elections, and Hillary is about to win a third uh, Clinton presidential election. But there are there there are hate Clinton haters out there. Uh, they are too. The Clintons are too liberal. Uh, I think Hillary, in particular, uh, gets beat up on a lot because you know people they consider her an uppity woman uh, who's trying to do things that women aren't supposed to do. Uh, I think there are a lot of reasons, but they're basically, there are, you know, fortunately not anywhere near majority, but a minority of people uh, who are just Clinton haters, and it doesn't matter what Bill and Hillary Clinton do, even if they raise money for educational scholarships or health care, they're going to get criticized for it. All right, Brad, good point there. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back for our last segment. If you'd like to join us, get in line now. The number to do so is 888-6LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. You're listening to The Leslie Marshall Show. Truth for all sides of the spectrum. 888-6LESLIE.
Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. This is our last segment, and then you're going to hear from Cliff Schechter, who heads Libertas LLC, and you've heard on the show before. He's going to be in uh, today for Leslie, and then tomorrow we've got Mark Levine. But for now, again, joined by myself and Brad Bannon to add to or actually to answer the question brought up by Ishmael uh, from Virginia regarding whether or not Hillary Clinton worked for the State Department, or excuse me, worked for the Clinton Foundation after she was done serving as Secretary of State. She did serve on their board of directors and helped launch three initiatives, The no, uh, which was one was called No Ceilings, the Full Participation Project, which is an initiative to inspire and advance the full participation of girls and women around the world. Number two was called Too Small to Fail, which is an initiative to help parents and businesses take meaningful actions to improve the health and well-being of children ages zero to five so that more of America's children are prepared to succeed in the 21st century. And then Job One, which is an effort to help close a critical gap in our country's education and economic system uh, that helps business designed uh, and, let me see, implemented training uh, and helps uh, create pathways to, uh, for youth. So that uh, is the answer to your question, Ishmael. Next, we go to Rose in New Mexico, who wants to comment about the topic we're discussing. Rose, welcome to the show, and uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you very much. The first one is what I heard President Clinton say when he was introducing his wife at the DNC, was that the, the money that goes to fight AIDS in Africa from the Clinton Foundation is, is parallel to this little fact. When Bush was president, he got very he got lauded for for appropriating fifteen billion dollars to fight AIDS in Africa. However, that fifteen billion dollars had to go to Bush's friends in the pharmaceutical company buying buying brand name drugs. To fight to, to, that, that, that cured AIDS, helped AIDS, delayed the disease process, but spending ex, uh, exponentially amounts of exponential amounts of money to buy the, the, the brand name for the drug for the um, yeah instead for, of using for, a for generic exactly yeah. right. So now Clinton got they got that change somehow through the foundation somehow maybe when she was on the board of directors. I mean it sounds like all of that got changed. So now that money can be used for for generic drugs. Which which obviously can buy so many more. So that's a really good point. I didn't even know that, so thank you for bringing that I, up. I, you know, I want you to fact check it, but I think that's what I... I know that that was true with the Bush money uh, when he got that passed. It went to the pharmaceutical. The other thing I want you guys to, every single time they bring up uh, the Clinton Foundation, surrogates and Hillary has to say... What do you mean Clinton Foundation gives grants for education? What do you think Trump University is? Yeah, such a good point, you know, to bring up and parallel the two regarding what the, what they do for education. I mean, honestly, you, you couldn't think of a, a more distinct uh, parallel to bring up and, and just, or, or I should say, difference to bring up regarding the education. So, uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. But thank you so much, Rose, for those great points. Feel free to call in any time. Brad, uh, we've got about a minute left here. I want to let you uh, have the last word. Well, I, I'm glad we uh, had this discussion this hour because, frankly, I don't think 
people, many people, most people realize the good work the Clinton Foundation does. Uh, it's always getting criticized. Uh, Hillary Clinton is always getting beat up for her uh, relationship with the foundation. Uh, but I'm glad we talked about this hour all the good work in education and health care uh, that the Clinton Foundation does because it deserves uh, it deserves notice. Absolutely, Brad. Thank you very much for joining us. You can find Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon. That's at B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. His website is BannonCR.com. That's B-A-N-N-O-N-C-R.com. You can also uh, uh, friend him on Facebook. Uh, If you'd like to follow myself on Twitter, my handle is at Mark J. Grimaldi. That's M-A-R-K-J-G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.